This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Tuesday, June 28th, talking Brewers baseball today with Adam McKelvey, our Brewers reporter. Adam, we thank you as always for joining us today. And uh, Adam, as you would recall, last week the main theme of the podcast was essentially what's wrong with uh, Jimmy Nelson. We broke that down in depth, and maybe he heard us and took offense to it. I don't know, because uh, the last two starts have been much improved. I don't want to say like a, a total 180, but definitely steps in the – in the right direction. The obvious positives are just the one run given up through 10 combined innings in those two starts. But on the flip side, he did walk a season high five on Sunday and he did have very high pitch counts in both outings, which caused him to get the hook after only five innings apiece. So when you throw all this into the blender, the good and the bad and everything in between, what do you make of it? I still tend to tend to think it still steps in the right direction though. Yeah, look, I think he's out of whack, but he's good enough and has good enough stuff that he's able to overcome it. And this last start was really interesting. You talked about the five walks. Two of those were to the pitcher, Tanner Roar. Hmm. Um, not ideal. The, the, the second of those started a back-to-back-to-back walk, and he was able to wiggle out of that by retiring Bryce Harper on a ball that was about two feet from being a grand slam. So really close to being a very bad outing and said it was an okay outing, but, he, he's still not right, and his command is not right. Um, but, again, the stuff, I think, is just good enough that he's able to overcome those bad innings by making a big pitch in a big spot, and he's able to get out of it. There, There is a lot, though, that Jimmy Nelson still needs to fix to get back into it, the kind of groove he was in early. Now, of course, it's one thing to, you know, as we talked about last week, we talked about the stat cast metrics and how the slider is still effective. He's still got good spin rate and all these things. But sometimes it simply comes down to the good old eye test. You know, when you, just when you see him, in what ways is he, is he different now in the month of June than as opposed to how he looked in April and May? Is, it, is, there, a, is there a distinct difference in just how he looks or, or not really? No, no, it's, it, no, it looks the same. And he'll look great and then run into an inning where it's just he can't, you know, buy a strike. And that was the case again. This, this last start against the Nationals, I think the number was 31 pitches for his first eight outs of the game. And it looked like, here he goes. He, Jimmy, you know, this was going to be the bounce-back start that Jimmy Nelson and the Brewers were looking for. Uh, then he needed 60 pitches for seven more outs. And that's where all those walks came in, the five walks. So how do you explain the, that just changing so quickly in the middle of a start that looked like it was going so good? I, do, I don't know how to explain that. It's that he is just out of whack mechanically, um, unable to repeat the delivery, unable to consistently throw strikes. But, but again, good enough that he can make a big pitch and get a big out and have a, a, clean, you know, a clean stat line, and it doesn't affect his ERA. So uh, I still think he's not happy with the way it's going. He's searching for positives in these outings, 
when you talk to him after the game and, and trying to build off those positives. But, but this is not the way he wants to pitch. No, certainly not. And uh, like we said, it's definitely an improvement the last two starts combined to the first two starts in June, which were downright dreadful, but still a lot of work to be done and a lot of questions to be answered uh, coming up here up on the All-Star break in mid-July. We'll see what uh, if Jimmy Nelson can kind of figure things out here. Uh, shifting gears here, Adam, uh, we're talking here on a Tuesday. Now, the Brewers had an off day on Monday, which was actually their third off day in an eight-day span. You don't see teams get three off days in two months sometimes. I think the Cubs <laughs> are in some hideous stretch right now of 24 games in 24 days. It's it's remarkable that the Brewers have had all this rest in just over a week. Now, from the player perspective, do you think they appreciate having all this extra time to rest because it's, you know, we are approaching kind of the, the dog days of summer here, or do you think that maybe privately they wish that these days were a little more spread out because at some point they're going to have to pay the piper and really go through a brutal stretch because those off days are not going to be nearly as plentiful as they are right now. It's definitely the latter, Matt, and you don't have to, it's not privately that they grouse. It's, it's publicly. Uh, it's, it's not ideal. Um, you want them, if you're a manager, you want these spread out evenly throughout the season. Uh, that is not what happened here. So the Brewers tried to make the most of it and use these off days to their advantage. So, you know, with, with all the off days, the pitching rotation gets a little jumbled. They decided to give Chase Anderson basically skip a start. He got nine days off. His history is that he can look like he wears down later in the season. So the thought is let's try to do this now and keep him fresher in August and September. They also did some things with some of the position players, Jonathan Lucroy. He did some DHing in Oakland, also got some days off. He basically got a week off, I mean, close to a week off. So they think that that is going to really help him being the catcher, uh, bearing the brunt of the wear and tear on the diamond. Uh, they gave Ryan Braun a day, uh, coupled with an off day to get a multiple-day break. And they, they did that with uh, a number of different players. So Craig Council tried. You know, they saw this coming, obviously. And they tried to make the most of a situation that is not exactly ideal. Now they go into a stretch where they play through the all-star break, including some weird scheduling with day games stacked. Uh, they play in Washington, D.C. on July 4th at 11 a.m. after traveling the, the night before from St. Louis. So they've got some, some weird, quirky things ahead as well. But they feel like they were able to use this little uh, period to get guys some needed rest. And it's a good thing, as you said, because, you know, if you don't take advantage of this now, it's really going to come back to hurt you because, again, you know, they've, they've got the weird uh, holiday schedule on the 4th, and then it's going to be pretty intense right up uh, leading into the All-Star break in mid-July uh, in San Diego. So we'll see how the Brewers kind of navigate those waters. Uh, shifting gears again, Adam, interesting stat you had on Chris Carter from Saturday's uh, victory over the Nats and something I was not even close to aware of. Uh, he hit his major league leading 14th home run at home. So he leads all ball players uh, in their own friendly confines in, in a ball, home ballpark home run. So I think this can be looked at one of two ways. The one way is to say that, well, he's obviously comfortable at Miller Park and he gives the team a huge power threat. That's obviously true. The other way might be to say, you know, glass half empty. Okay, he's doing great at home, but his production on the road leaves a lot to be desired. Now, obviously, both statements are true. Which statement, though, is more true? Well, first of all, the stat, we have to give credit to young Kurt Hogue, our associate reporter here, who's uh, doing a great job at finding little nuggets like this. That's well his done. stat. So we'll give Kurt proper due on this one. <laughs> um, 
I don't think the Brewers are totally surprised. I, part of the draw, the appeal, when I looked at Chris Carter, and remember David Stearns, the Brewers GM, knows Chris Carter well because he was the assistant GM in Houston during Carter's years there. Um, and he saw a lot of right center field power from Chris Carter. That is exactly where you want to hit the ball in the air at Miller Park. And, and look, I'm not a meteorologist. We should hire one to explain why this is. But the baseball gets sucked out of right center field here more than any other place. That is the direction you want to hit the ball in the air at this particular stadium. And if you look at Carter's home runs, a ton of them are either right up the middle or kind of to right center field. And I think that is uh, sort of was by design. They they thought that he was going to hit a lot of balls there. Um, You know, as far as what he's doing home versus road, you know, I think the guys who really know the stats will tell you that can be really quirky. And you get into trouble when you look too much at home road splits because they change so much from year to year. They vary even from month to month. And some of it is just kind of coincidental. Um, but, but again, I, I, it definitely was the thought coming in that a guy with opposite field power is a good fit for Miller Park. And that was one of the draws of Chris Carter. Yeah, no question. And you bring this up, and, and uh, I recall a couple of weeks ago, I don't remember who they played, who the pitcher was, but there was some – some at-bat of Carter's, it looked like he took a half swing, a literal half swing, yeah. and the thing flew out to right center. So I, I have that in my brain. Do you recall that home run or who it was against? Well, he's hit, he's hit a couple like that. <laughs> yeah, and I guess. Craig Council was asked about, you know, where does that power come from? And he sort of gave the reporter this quizzical look and paused for a moment and said, you know, he's a really big guy. <laughs> so, so, sometimes the simplest answer is the correct one. Yeah. I mean, this is a massive man. He does not need to swing – hard in order to uh, generate tremendous power it's like a golf swing sometimes the easiest swing produces the most lift and power on a ball and chris carter is definitely one of those guys he said a couple home runs like that yeah that, that's true that's a good point i just remember that one in particular I'm, I'm doing highlights of that game and i'm thinking like that that has to be trick photography or trick video or something that didn't really happen did it and i'm rewinding it and yeah it did <laughs> it's just if you took a full swing that thing might still be in orbit but I mean, uh, what a display that was. So, uh, Chris Carter, the major league leader in home runs at home. The Brewers would love to see that trend continue. And, uh, Adam, to begin to wrap up here, recent article you had about uh, Jonathan Lucroy, and he's having a terrific bounce-back season here in 2016 and really doing so despite the constant trade rumors swirling around him every single day. That's that's one of the big names you hear about, you know, a guy that could be dealt at the at the deadline to a contender. So, I think the assumption is that, you know, he's, he's succeeding – in spite of the distractions, if you will, in spite of the rumors. But can you make a case that he's succeeding because of these rumors where he's thinking, you know what, no offense against, uh, you know, his Brewer teammates or the great city of Milwaukee, but he's got to be thinking in the back of his head, I'm a month away, maybe a month and a half from joining a contending team and playing a big role, perhaps in October. Do you think that's part of it here? Well, I mean, that's what he said in the offseason. Remember, he got into a little bit of trouble when he um... – basically came out and said, maybe it's best if I'm traded someplace. Hmm. And he did not really want anything to do with the rebuild. He wants to win. Um, some players say, you know, all players say they want to win. I've, I've learned over the years and watching guys that some believe that more than for some, it's truer than others. Um, for him, it's really true. He wants to win, but you know, I, I actually think though, Matt, it's kind of the, the first scenario you said that, He's succeeding in spite of these trade rumors. I think he learned a lesson when he made those comments in the offseason and he got so frustrated that nothing good comes of that. And there was a conversation with Craig Council before spring training. 
And then Lucre showed up at spring training saying he didn't want to talk about that anymore and he was just going to have fun. He wasn't going to think about this stuff anymore. I, I tend to kind of believe that that is the way he's actually gone about this over the last couple of months. I don't think he's hung up on, on reading everything that's written about him. I don't think he's talking to his agent as he was about, you know, what do you hear? Um, I think those conversations have ended. I think he's just kind of playing the game and good things are happening. He's healthy. That's big. Uh, he was not healthy for a lot of last season, and the results are coming. And, and I think his outlook for the next five weeks or so is just play the game. And don't worry about that other stuff because you literally cannot do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you want to go here or there or you want it to happen or don't want it to happen. It is completely out of your control. And when you talk about it, only bad things happen. Very true, and uh, good life lessons uh, for things outside of baseball, too. Control what you can control and let the other chips fall where they may. Good place to wrap this one up. Adam McKelvey, our Brewers reporter, joining us this week. Adam, thank you as always for the time. We'll do it again next week for sure. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.